Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good morning, outrage. A theater used to shelter civilians in southern Ukraine bombed by the Russians despite the word children written on the outside. This as President Biden labels Vladimir Putin a war criminal for the invasion now entering its fourth week. A live report from the front lines and Lester Holt's one-on-one -on -one with Ukraine's president on what's at stake. Do you agree that it wouldn't take much to end up in World War III? and the help he says Ukraine must get from the U.S. Raising the stakes, the Fed hikes a key interest rate for the first time in more than three years with more to come. But will it be enough to curb record inflation and soaring consumer prices? Swept away, severe storms trigger major flooding in Alabama, trapping residents and prompting emergency rescues. The latest and Al's forecast straight ahead. The password is Netflix announces a new plan to crack down on users who share their login. This morning, an inside look at the test program, when it could start, and how much more it could cost you. Those stories plus top of the morning. St. Patrick's Day festivities postponed by the pandemic for two years, roaring back to life from coast to coast this morning. It's time to get lit, and we're going to have a great time here. An inside look at how tens of millions will be celebrating this day. Thursday, March 17th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And welcome to Today. We're so happy to see you. It's Thursday morning. And as you can tell by what we're wearing, it is St. Patrick's Day at 7 a.m. on the West Coast. Savannah is off. She's getting some well-deserved R&R, and you can feel the fun in here, yes, can't you? Yes, we've got our green on. A lot of folks already to cut loose after two years of delayed celebrations. Yes, yeah, not just here, because there's a lot of green out here. Check out the party underway on the streets of Dublin, Ireland. We're going to have much more on that throughout the morning. Of course, weather always a concern on big parade days, so how's it looking for your celebrations that you might be attending? Mr. Roker standing by with that full forecast coming right up. But first, the very latest out of Ukraine and Russia's relentless bombings of major cities overnight. Many of the targets housing civilians, including a theater where hundreds were sheltering inside. The onslaught just hours after Ukraine's president made an emotional appeal to the U.S. Congress asking for help. And later, he spoke one-on-one -on -one to our very own Lester Holt. We're going to get to that interview in just a moment. But we start with our, our coverage with NBC's Richard Engel. Richard, good morning to you. Good morning. We are now on the edges of Kyiv and aid stations have been set up here to help evacuate some of the injured. And doctors are telling us that the vast majority of the casualties they're seeing are civilians. Russia's war plan now can only be described as scorched earth, obliterating a market in Kharkiv and bombing now every day apartment buildings in Kyiv. On the edge of Kyiv this morning in a hospital in Brovary, Katerina, who sold yogurt and milk at the market, says she came out of her basement for a moment to wash the blankets. 
when a missile exploded. It blew off her leg and sent shrapnel through her back, piercing her lung. Before I had a house and a job, now I'm disabled and have no home. And why? For what? She asked and began to curse Russia. But one city is bearing the brunt of Russia's pitiless assault, Mariupol in the south. Many of the images from a hospital here are too graphic to broadcast. But one medic's account from a Ukrainian news outlet paints a mental picture of the horror. Every shelling means torn apart hands and legs and entrails falling from bodies. It is unpleasant to hear about this, but you have to listen, she says. Now we cannot bury the bodies. We can't get people with wounds and broken bones out of their houses because they are trapped in basements. And appeals to avoid killing civilians have been useless. New satellite images show Mariupol's main theater. In front and in back are signs in Russian that read children. They're large enough to be visible from the air. Ukraine's government said hundreds of people were sheltering inside. Russia struck the theater anyway, claiming it was a military headquarters. It's unclear how many may have been killed or injured. Russia may be bombing Mariupol with particular ferocity because it wants to keep it in an eventual settlement. The city could give Russia a strategic land bridge to Crimea. But Russia is destroying the very prize it seeks to own. And Ukrainian troops aren't taking this lying down. The New York Times citing American intelligence estimates reporting Ukrainian forces have killed around 7,000 Russians so far, more than the U.S. lost in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. But President Vladimir Putin may be willing to lose many more. In an angry-sounding speech, he framed the war as an existential fight for Russia's survival. He accused the Ukrainian government, calling them Nazis, of working with the United States to develop nuclear and biological weapons, including COVID. He said Russia had no choice but to strike first. Ukrainian officials say the shelter under that theater in Mariupol appears to be intact and not destroyed. And as they are clearing debris away, they say that survivors have been emerging. Oh, what a blessing that is to hear, Richard, at the end of that story. Richard Engel for us there. Thank you so much. With the toll on his country worsening, Ukraine's president appealed directly to the United States for more help, and the White House has responded pledging more help. Meanwhile, President Biden, for the first time, referred to Vladimir Putin as a, quote, war criminal. NBC's chief White House correspondent, Peter Alexander, has that part of the story. Peter, good morning to you. Craig, good morning to you. President Biden praising President Zelensky's speech as passionate and convincing. In his response, detailing nearly a billion dollars in new military equipment to be rushed to Ukraine, but making no mention of a no-fly zone or those fighter jets that Ukraine's leader has asked for, still a non-starter for the U.S. This morning on its way to Ukraine, a badly needed resupply of critical military equipment from the U.S., part of a new $800 million aid package announced by President Biden Wednesday. The American people are answering President Zelensky's call for more help, more weapons for Ukraine. After condemning Vladimir Putin's war for what he calls its appalling devastation and horror, the president for the first time accused Putin of war crimes. I think he is a war criminal. To repel the Russian invasion, the U.S. is sending Ukraine an arsenal, 800 Stinger anti-aircraft systems, 9,000 anti-tank weapons, and 100 deadly drones that can strike targets from miles away.
It follows President Zelensky's pointed and powerful address to Congress, invoking the worst attacks in American history to capture the plight of his people. Remember Pearl Harbor. Remember September the 11th. Our country experienced the same every day. Zelensky urging the U.S. to get tougher with Russia, calling for the establishment of a no-fly zone or alternatively the transfer of Soviet-era fighter jets for Ukraine to do it itself. A move President Biden opposes, warning it would spark World War III. Republicans calling on the president to give Zelensky what he's asking for. We need them to win. And to win, they need to kill Russians. And to kill Russians, they need more weapons. Zelensky concluding his remarks in English with a message to President Biden himself. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Zelensky bringing both parties together and bringing them to their feet. And the White House pushing back on the argument that it is not doing enough so far, emphasizing that the U.S. has been the single biggest contributor of weapons to Ukraine by far. And as for the president's condemnation of Vladimir Putin as a war criminal, the White House says the president was offering his opinion that a formal investigation uh, internationally into possible war crimes, those are ongoing. But the Kremlin is denouncing the president's words, calling them unacceptable and unforgivable. Craig and Hoda. Our chief White House correspondent, Peter Alexander Force. Peter, thank you. On the heels of his address to Congress, President Zelensky joined our own, joined our own Lester Holt virtually for an exclusive one-on-one. -on -one, and Lester joins us now with that interview. Good morning, Lester. Good morning to both of you. Throughout our conversation, President Zelensky challenged the U.S. and its NATO allies to do more to help his country, speaking candidly through a Ukrainian government-provided interpreter about what greater U.S. involvement would signal to the rest of the world. You once again renewed your call for a no-fly zone, but you also made the pitch uh, for an alternative, and that's the fighter planes. Do you think that President Biden is inching closer to perhaps reconsidering uh, transferring fighter planes to Ukraine? This is the choice for the President Biden to, 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 to take, and the whole civilized world to would need to take. And hopefully that choice would coincide with the choice of, of the Ukrainian people, because currently uh, Russia has uh, an advantage in the air. President Biden has been very clear. He's worried about provocations that could trigger World War III. Do you understand his concern there? And do you agree that it wouldn't take much to end up in World War III? Well, nobody knows whether it may have already started and what is the possibility of uh, this war if uh, Ukraine will fall. In this case, we have the, the whole civilization at stake. The U.S. administration has raised concerns that Russia might launch a chemical attack. Do you think that would be a red line that the U.S. would move forward and become more actively involved in combat? I believe that Russians have already crossed all the red lines when they started shelling civilians, when they've started using cruise missiles. If they're launching intentionally those uh, missiles against kindergartens, against schools, universities, now that is a cross of every single line. What else should they, we wait for? If Kyiv falls to the Russians, 
Does the entire country of Ukraine fall to the Russians? Yes, Kiev is uh, is a step, a very important step for them. That's the heart, the capital of our country. You can conquer the city, you can broke the heart, but you won't be able uh, to uh, force anyone to love uh, someone. That is why the heart will always remain with the Ukrainians. And Zelensky told me he has no plans to step down or leave Ukraine as part of any deal as his government continues to negotiate with Russia to find an end to the brutal conflict. It, it really has just been flat out remarkable yeah. uh, to see President Zelensky's yeah. leadership. He's fighting for his country. Yeah. yeah. All right, Lester, thank you so much. And we'll see you on NBC Nightly News uh, tonight. Thanks, Lester. We turn yes. now to another major story that we're following back here. Some new details are emerging this morning about that a tragic crash in Texas that took multiple lives. Among the victims, six members and the coach of the University of the Southwest's golf team. NBC's Morgan Chesky continues to follow this story for us. He's made his way to the school's campus there in New Mexico. Morgan, good morning to you. Yeah, Craig, good morning. And you talk to anyone in this community or by this campus and you keep hearing the same word, and that is devastated. And here at the golf course the team played at just a few days ago, there's a growing memorial paying tribute to those young lives and their coach killed in an accident, now under investigation. Heartbreak this morning in Hobbs, New Mexico, following a horrific head-on collision that took the lives of nine people, including seven members of a college golf team. Gary and Sandy Rains lost their daughter, Carissa, just 21 years old, a biology major and devout Christian. Carissa was my baby, and I don't know what I'm going to do without her. The accident happened just after 8 p.m. Tuesday on a remote farm road north of Midland, Texas. Authorities say the team from the University of the Southwest was returning from a tournament when a pickup truck crossed over into their lane. Authorities say that head-on collision grew worse when flames engulfed both vehicles. Burn scars now line the side of the road where bystanders tried desperately to save those trapped inside. Rescue crews airlifted two students more than 100 miles to Lubbock, Texas, where both remain in critical condition. But six student-athletes, their coach, and two others inside the pickup truck lost their lives. Ben Kirks, the pro at the local golf course, worked closely with the team and helped create a hometown memorial to pay tribute. Life shouldn't be taken for granted, and you, know, you should really hold on to those you love. Among them, Lacey Stone, whose high school teacher called her a hardworking student and golfer who always found a reason to smile. There's never a dull moment with Lacey. She joked and she sang and she just lived life to the fullest. We are praying so much for the families of all those other kids. Young lives full of promise, leaving many families struggling to heal. Right now, we just keep thinking every. Once in a while, we're going to wake up from this terrible nightmare, but it's it's not happening. Now, the University of the Southwest golf team had been playing in a tournament hosted by Midland College, the final round of which was canceled after this tragedy. And the coach in Midland left the scores of the USW team on the board. He says to honor those young lives 
and their coach. Wow. Craig? Uh, that is powerful. Morgan Chesky Force there in New Mexico. Morgan, thank you. 7.15, we welcome Chanel to the table. Good morning, Chanel. Good morning to you both. Financial planners are urging families across the country to act now to protect themselves from rising interest rates. This after the Federal Reserve announced its first interest rate hike to bring inflation under control. NBC's Tom Costello was on Fed Watch for us today. And Tom, there are more rate hikes to come. Yeah, more to come because inflation is a big problem. Now running at 40-year highs, and families across the country are feeling it every time they shop for groceries, clothing, housing, transportation, gasoline. The Fed's challenge hit the brakes on inflation without dramatically slowing the economy. On Wall Street, a green arrow reaction. The Dow up more than 500 points as the Federal Reserve launches its first attack on the skyrocketing prices eating into nearly every family's budget. As expected, the Fed raising rates by a quarter point, while predicting six more rate hikes are likely this year, as it works to cool the economy without undermining a very strong labor market. We understand that high inflation imposes significant hardship, especially on those least able to meet the higher costs of essentials like food, housing, and transportation. But higher rates will also make some things more expensive, including credit cards, new car loans, adjustable rate loans, and new home mortgage rates. In New Orleans, Corey McClinton's grandmother warned her that rates were going higher, so she just bought her family their first home, locking in a 2.9% loan rate. I did it and I got, you know, my offer accepted, which is crazy. The big debate this morning is the Fed raising rates fast enough to bring inflation under control after heavy government spending or too fast and risking a potential recession. The Fed is not going to solve the inflation puzzle alone by raising interest rates. That's because other factors feed inflation. Higher gas prices with oil production still not at pre-pandemic levels and Russian oil virtually cut off from the world market. The global supply chain remains stretched, with China again locking down cities in COVID hot zones, just as the war in Ukraine sends anxiety and prices even higher. Financial planners say American families should act now. Pay off credit cards before rates go even higher. Convert adjustable rate loans to fixed rates. And new home buyers should lock in their loan rates now. For Corey McClinton in New Orleans, timing was everything. I feel like this is like a new chapter that I'm starting. Yeah, there is great concern that inflation could hit double digits before it comes down. The Fed is hoping to eventually bring inflation down from 8% now to 2% within about two years, but that could mean some very aggressive rate hikes this year and next, Chanel. Absolutely, in the meantime. All right, thank you, Tom. It is coming up on 7:19. time for our first check of the weather. Mr. Roker, I know you got green somewhere. That's right, I'm wearing on the glasses. Green glasses, just making sure. But Checking in the you. meantime, we got a lot of wet to show you. This is uh, Jefferson County, Alabama. They had heavy downpours, hail. Uh, this is, I mean, look at this, really big problems. And we're gonna see more severe weather like this today throughout a good part of the country going into the, uh, into the weekend. From Oklahoma City, to Lake Charles, Dallas, Shreveport, New Orleans, all under severe weather today. We could be looking at 12 million people looking at damaging winds, wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour, and tornadoes possible. We move into tomorrow from Nashville down to Montgomery, New Orleans again. 10 million people damaging winds, horn tornadoes, and strong wind gusts.
gusts. And as we move into Saturday, it's along from the Delmarva Peninsula all the way into the southeast. We're talking about really severe weather as this system comes out of the Rockies, bringing snow right now for Denver, severe storms in the southern plains. Then tomorrow, wet snow from Missouri on into Michigan, rain and storms in the Ohio River Valley. It continues east as we move into Saturday with periods of rain for the northeast. Look for anywhere the heaviest rain is going to be down through the southeast, but spread all the way into the northeast. And for the big parades today, New York, Savannah, and uh, Kansas City. Clouds for Kansas City, sunny in uh, Savannah, but rainy here in New York. And that's your latest weather. Guys, I think the green glasses are a nice touch. I know. I'm glad. Yeah, I knew you were going to come through. Yeah, you you know, always subtle. do. <laughs> always do. Never use the word subtle and out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we come back on the St. Patrick's Day, just ahead, the college athlete poised to make new history, surrounded by a firestorm of controversy. We're going to hear from Leah Thomas as she gets ready to race today at the NCAA Swimming Championships. In fact, we are there live. Plus, an inside look at St. Patrick's Day celebrations kicking off all across the country. It's been a long time coming, the first since COVID hit. So we've got Kerry Sanders decked out in his green. He's got a live party in Savannah. We just wanted to say her name. Uh, but first, <laughs> this is Today on NBC. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's going to put you in the mood right there yes. at 7.30 at St. Patty's Day. What a treat. New York City's yeah. big parade. They're blocking the streets. It is the world's largest. It is a blast. Oh. If you've ever been to oh, New York yeah. City, you can't help but run into it. But uh, it's been on hiatus, so we're going to have a lot more on that. And also, stroll down Fifth Avenue at 11 a.m. Yeah. You, you know, you're going to get some kisses. Yeah. It's going to happen. And really all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we'll yeah. have more on all of the celebrations coming up. But let's get a check of your 7.30 headlines right now. Actor Jesse Smollett was released from jail last night after serving just six nights of a 150-day sentence. An appeals court in Chicago granted a motion that Smollett be released on bond while he appeals his conviction. You'll remember back in December, a jury found him guilty on five counts of disorderly conduct for falsely reporting to police that he was the victim of a racist and homophobic attack in 2019. The U.S. Justice Department has just reached a $127 million settlement with the families of those killed and hurt in the 2018 Shootland 
in Parkland, Florida. The massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School left 17 students and staff members dead. The settlement stems from a lawsuit over the FBI's failure to investigate a tip it received about a month before that massacre, but the Justice Department says the settlement does not amount to an admission of guilt. Mm -hmm. uh, meantime, the NCAA Women's Swimming and Diving Championships are also underway. And today, all eyes are on Leah Thomas, the transgender athlete whose success has drawn both vocal support and intense scrutiny. NBC's Blaine Alexander joins us from the campus of Georgia Tech with more on this story. Good morning, Blaine. Well, guys, good morning to you. Leah's first race is set for today, the 500-yard freestyle. It's her first of three events throughout the weekend, all of which she has dominated throughout the season. But her strong performances have brought even more scrutiny to Leah, to her team, and even to the rules of the sport. And a win tonight could take the discussion to a whole new level. When Leah Thomas dives into the pool, she could be sealing her place in NCAA history. The standout swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania will compete to become the first Division I openly transgender athlete to be crowned a national champion. The UPenn swim team posted this picture of Leah and two teammates poolside. Here they are, all three of our NCAA superstars. Her stellar season has smashed records, but also courted a wave of controversy with some fellow athletes and parents concerned that Thomas has an unfair physical advantage. Thomas spent three seasons competing on the UPenn men's swim team and spoke candidly in December about her struggle during that time. My mental health was not very good. It was a lot of unease um, about basically just feeling trapped in my body. She has now completed 34 months of hormone replacement therapy, surpassing the 12-month NCAA requirement to compete on the women's team. I can continue to do the sport I love as my authentic self. It's left her teammates split, some sending a letter of public support, writing in part that Thomas and all transgender college athletes deserve to be able to participate in safe and welcoming athletic environments. While others have spoken out in opposition, one anonymous teammate tells the Philadelphia Inquirer she's concerned about physical advantages that don't, she says, give the other women a fair shot. It's very difficult to focus when there's a lot of hatred and vitriol around you. Skylar Baylor was the first openly transgender D1 athlete on a men's team. He flew to Atlanta this week to show his support for Leah. We have to put our heads underwater and swim. And Leah has done an incredible job of that, but it, she shouldn't have to put her blinders on. So many of us before Leah have tried to say, hey, we exist to hopefully make the world a little bit more ready right, for the next trans athlete. And Leah is now becoming part of that visibility train as well so that the next trans person can hopefully be a little more accepted. Blaine, it's not just today's race. Leah is actually competing in three different events. How do we see the rest of these championships playing out for her? Hoda, there is so much to watch. So she's going to first hit the pool this morning at 10 o'clock. That's the 500-yard freestyle. The prelims finals are tonight. She's favored to win the 500 and the 200-yard freestyles. She's also swimming in the 100-yard freestyle, and she's got a shot there. But in addition to watching for her winning those races, Hoda, we're also watching for the potential. She is within striking distance of the long-held collegiate records by Missy Franklin and Katie Ledecky. So, of course, we're going to be watching to see if she uh, touches those records during this weekend, too. Hoda. All right, play now.
Alexander Force in Atlanta. Blaine, thank you. All right, up next, red, white, and green. An inside look at today's highly anticipated return of St. Patrick's Day celebrations from coast to coast. And who better to guide us than the one and all oh, look, Carrie's oh, made friends. Carrie Sanders <laughs> in Savannah. It's one of the country's biggest parties. Carrie will join us live with his St. Patty's Day pals right after this. Welcome back uh, this morning on In-Depth Today, the welcomed return of St. Patrick's Day and all the celebrations. Yes, cities all across the country are prepped for the holiday's return with a lot of people eager to participate in some events for the first time since the start of the pandemic. NBC's senior national correspondent Carrie Sanders down at the big party in Savannah, Georgia. Carrie, good morning. Mudgeon Way, that is Irish Gaelic for top of the morning to you. Yeah, 100,000 people are going to gather here, first time in two years, so it's going to be a heck of a St. Patty's Day parade. One of the reasons that Savannah is the spot for the second largest St. Patty's Day parade in the country is because 200 years ago, the Irish were fleeing famine, and a significant number came right here to Savannah, and six generations later, they're still here. It is a sight that would have made many green with envy during the height of the pandemic. St. Patrick's Day celebrations kicking off across the country. This morning, New York City is ready for the return of its Patty's Day Parade. And Chicago's river has already been dyed that gorgeous green. Savannah, Georgia's Forsyth Park Fountain has gone green too. People here have camped out for days to get that perfect position for a parade that hasn't run since 2019. So we'll be out two and a half days wow. total. It's all happening the same week COVID shut down most of the country back in 2020. The difference this time, cases in the U.S. are dropping and vaccines are widely available. Mayor Van Johnson, yeah. or should it be O. Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> At this time of the year, everybody's owe everything. Jokes aside, Savannah's mayor is aware the Patty's Day party is happening during a pandemic. How does it feel to finally be back? And we're not post-COVID, but we're, we're getting there. It's been a very difficult two years. We felt the consequences of, of COVID-19, but this city, um, this very strong, resilient city helped us to be able to bounce back. For some, this year's festivities will carry extra meaning. What should we be thinking about today on St. Patty's Day? Ireland's Consul General in her native Gaelic says, while today is about celebrating Irish culture, it should also remind us of the suffering in Ukraine. When mixed, the colors of Ukraine's yellow and blue flag make that iconic Irish green that will flood the streets and fill up pints as millions toast to St. Patrick. It's time to get lit and we're going to have a great time here. I'm great excited. Mayor, I'm I really love excited. it. Time to get lit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there is one restriction today and that is typically people run out of the crowd and just randomly kiss strangers. Because of COVID, that's a no-no this year. Uh, I'm 50% Irish, named Kerry after the county in Ireland. Oh. So, there you go. Happy St. Patty's Day. Perfect. 
Barry, that, that, that was what we call a perfect, perfect live shot. Perfect. Oh, they're trying to get him to chug it. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. What time is it? Enjoy your green beer. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more on the food, the fun, all the St. Patty's Day goodies uh, coming up throughout our next hour. Mr. Roker, what That's you right. Got? Well, you know, there are six cities, the six largest cities that have uh, Irish concentrations are here. These are the most Irish cities mm -hmm. in the U.S. Kansas City, Louisville, Nashville, really? Buffalo, Philly, mm -hmm. Raleigh, Boston. Little Irish music, I believe we have. Uh, so let's try to figure out which city today is going to be warmer, Philadelphia or Boston? Oh. Philly. Boston. Boston. All right, Boston, let's Boston. find out. Boston, oh. by two degrees, 59 degrees. Okay, let's uh, pair up Louisville and Buffalo. Who's warmer? Buffalo. Louisville. Okay, boom, Louisville by 13 degrees. You know the and finally, oh, here you go, Kansas City, Nashville. Kansas City. Nashville. Nashville. All right, sorry, it's Nashville, oh. 73. Sorry, Chanel. You All right. with home. But a lot of folks are winning. The luck of the Irish bringing in these warm <laughs> temperatures. Look at St. Louis today, 77. Same in Tulsa, Detroit, 69. Manchester, 55. Charlotte, 73 degrees tomorrow. Here in New York City, 71 degrees, 75 in Washington, 69 in Cincinnati. And we are looking, though, at temperatures cooling down just a bit, but still nice and comfortable. And that's your latest <laughs> weather, guys. You're too much, Mr. Roker. All right. I don't know if people are going to like this or not, but there's a big change on the way. It's being tested by Netflix. Yep. What you need to know about the streaming services plan to charge you more if you share your password. Do you with do friends. that, Chanel? Do you uh -oh. share? Uh, Asking for a friend. I plead the fit. <laughs> right after this. You'll probably have someone share it with you. Oh, Actually, use Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, we're back with a gentle warning. Okay, <laughs> if you have shared your Netflix password with a friend or two, we have something you might want to know. Chanel. So here's the deal. <laughs> Under pressure with more competition and a trend that means lost <laughs> revenue, the streaming service is ready to crack down, launching a test program, charging more to users who pass on their login. This morning, sharing your favorite Netflix binge with a buddy may soon come at a price. The streaming giant behind hits like Inventing Anna. Who's more famous right now than Anna Delvey? The Tiger King and Bridgerton. Yes, that is why I thought of it. Announcing Wednesday that it's cracking down on sharing passwords with someone outside your household in a different location. It will begin testing new ways to make users sharing accounts pay additional fees. 
posting a statement to its website saying, we've always made it easy for people who live together to share their Netflix account. While these have been hugely popular, they have also created some confusion about when and how Netflix can be shared. The company says the upcoming test launch will begin with a trio of countries in Central and South America. Users with standard and premium plans will be able to add up to two people they don't live with for less than the cost of a separate Netflix plan. After years of turning a blind eye to password sharing, inspiring endless jokes. Netflix, it's great, especially since it's free if you use your band leader's username and password. Thank you, John. Thank you. Raise your hand if this affects you. How many people here share a Netflix account? The reaction to this latest announcement sparking outrage on social media. Subscribers tweeting, you do this and goodbye Netflix. Got plenty of other options. Another writing, to those of you who have my Netflix password, it's been a real one. Looks like the fun is over. A new requirement that could make the streaming services greeting, who's watching Netflix, the most important question of the day. Uh, so here's the deal. This test will roll out first in parts of Central and South America. It may or may not expand. Why did you press may not? You got to punch there's, that. There's still a chance. Yeah. Gives you some time thing. to get yeah. your house We've in all had it. I mean, come yeah. on. We've yeah. had, had it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Coming up next, your 8 o'clock hour. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.